This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, welcome to ST Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Joyce Teo. Today, we're going to look at clinical trials. These are research studies that are usually conducted with healthy volunteers to learn about a potential treatment or a vaccine and its effect on humans. So there are various trials conducted here, including one for a potential COVID-19 vaccine that's being developed by Archerist Therapeutics in the US and the Duke NUS Medical School here. Today, our special guest is someone who runs the Tantok Singh Hospital's PH Feng Research Centre, which is involved in the ongoing Phase 2 trial for the vaccine. His adjunct associate professor, Tan Che Hing, assistant chairman of the Medical Board for Clinical Research and Innovation at Tantok Singh Hospital, as well as the director of clinical trials there. Hi, Prof. Hi, thanks for having me. So the PH Feng Research Centre right, is involved in the phase two trial of this vaccine that's being developed by Archeris and Duke NUS in Singapore. Can you tell us more about this trial? Yeah, happy to. So the, the phase two of the clinical trial for the Archeris Duke NUS COVID vaccine uh, was, uh, was conducted earlier this year and we... Uh, the center at PTSH, the PH Feng Research Center, was selected as uh, one of the study sites. We started enrolling patients into the study soon after the study was initiated. And the aim of this trial was really to assess the safety profile, as well as the immune response to the vaccine. And this study basically required us to recruit healthy volunteers from the public who met the eligibility criteria. So we had a screening visit and uh, followed by enrollment where we randomized them into several arms where uh, we gave different doses and permutations of the study dose vaccine. And I think we were fortunate that we could leverage on a lot of the experience that we have had uh, with other early phase uh, trials, such as a recent uh, novel COVID-19 antibody therapy trial. And so we were able to meet for the Arcturus study uh, the upper end of the recruitment target range within a short timeline. And this is primarily uh, very important for the development of uh, safe and effective treatments to deal with the pandemic. So who are these people and how old are they? Right. Um, so the, uh, these were the healthy volunteer adults from the public. And uh, we had a set of criteria that had to ensure that they didn't have previous medical conditions uh, that would preclude them from uh, being part of the study. Right, so you advertise for participants and they just come in. They're not healthcare workers, right? Ah, good question. Yeah, so actually we, uh, yes, indeed, we we actually sent up, uh, put up newspaper advertisements to increase public awareness. Uh, the PH Fund Research Centre already has a database of people who are interested and have registered their interests for clinical trials, and we were able to directly contact them. So uh, there were several channels from which we actually recruited the patients. And of course, there are, there are some re- resourceful patients who sometimes participate in trials uh, by receiving information via the internet independently. Mm, I see. So we're talking about like um, tens of uh, or hundreds of people? Yeah, more like tens of people. That's correct. Okay, that's in phase two, right? So when did they start um, getting the jabs? When did you start vaccinating them? So we, uh, the, trial, the trial commenced uh, somewhere at the end of uh, last year and the start of uh, 
2021. And uh, we much of the work actually involves uh, preparatory work. So uh, it's not just uh, simply getting the patients in and, and putting uh, injecting them with the compound, but really to uh, coordinate the uh, prior to the uh, trial commencement, every step of the study execution, we uh, also need to think about how to uh, recruit and select the appropriate subjects so to screen them for medical conditions before we can actually proceed on uh, with the trial proper. Mm, I see. So some people are not suitable. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So those with pre-existing medical conditions uh, will be excluded because we want to make sure that uh, we optimize the conditions for uh, studying the what we really want to know, which is the uh, immune response and the safety. So, Prof, the aim of a phase two study is to actually find the most promising dose, right, to advance into phase three clinical trials. So can you tell us more of the various uh, dose regimens that were tested in phase two? Yeah, sure, indeed. Uh, particularly for this uh, vaccine trial, um, the idea is really to understand uh, what would create an acceptable uh, antibody response. And so for this particular uh, trial, the uh, subjects after we had uh, enrolled them were randomized into one of possible four arms, of which three of the arms actually uh, had different doses and permutations of the study dose vaccine, while the, the remaining arm was actually a placebo or a non-therapeutic arm. And so we actually dosed the uh, subjects 28 days apart, so two doses, and then uh, we have a uh, booster dose visit that is planned at six months uh, from the first visit. Mm, okay, but now they have said that they are going ahead with a single dose regimen, right? Yeah, that's right. I think it could be a uh, reflection of the encouraging results that have uh, arose from the second, uh, second phase uh, study. Oh, I see. So that means, it, uh, does it mean that it's ended then? Because they're going ahead with a single dose regimen. Going ahead is for the extended, uh, the third phase of the trial. So I think the what, what it really means is that uh, perhaps the uh, immune response uh, has been uh, encouraging enough for the uh, company to consider uh, a single dose regimen rather than a double dose, which of course is more practical in uh, trying to vaccinate a large population. Arturus has said that they are going ahead with phase three soon. So does that mean, um, so what's going to happen with this phase two? How long will it continue for? No, so I think typically uh, once we have uh, completed the phase two and, and we have uh, the, uh, the results are analyzed, uh, that provides insights to the company as to whether or not the design for the phase three uh, needs to be adjusted accordingly. So typically in a, a clinical trials, uh, it is in a stepwise manner. So phase one, particularly to assess safety as well as uh, how the human body will uh, metabolize or break down the chemical compounds. And then phase two in this particular case is to assess for more safety data as well as to understand what, uh, what is the immune response in uh, normal individuals. And then of course, phase three onwards is to understand how the uh, vaccine is going to be efficacious against uh, preventing the contracting COVID-19. Right. So you will follow up with these people, right, in phase two after they took the, the jab? Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's right. For, so, for how long and what will you be looking out for? For the du duration, I, I can't really say, but 
um, yes, indeed, we we do follow up the subjects, and the subjects will be uh, visit will be uh, coming back for consultations with our medical practitioners on a regular basis, and uh, we are looking out for the uh, side effects and and potential uh, perhaps uh, the effects of the vaccine on the human body in terms of the function of the various uh, vital organs. I see. So so far, have you found anything that's a little different? Um, so far, no. I, I think we are we're glad to um, we're glad that the trial has proceeded smoothly, and uh, in fact, uh, we are we are fairly satisfied with the outcome. So, if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the Health Chat podcast for free on your favorite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Associate Professor Tan Che Hing, who's the Director of Clinical Trials at Tan Tock Seng Hospital. Prof, trials are also a way for people to gain access to new treatments right before they are widely available. So is the centre conducting trials on like new treatments that local patients can access? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is the prime reason why we have uh, put in so much effort into setting up the PH Bung Research Centre. The purpose of uh, allowing our patients uh, to be put on trials, um, contrary to what many people think of as guinea pigs, actually, um, the, uh, they are very much aligned to our mission of uh, providing patient care because, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, putting, allowing patients to have access to some novel therapies that before they have come out to market, particularly in the area of uh, oncology or cancer, it also allows us to advance science and develop new drugs. And we have seen that with the uh, COVID pandemic where uh, new vaccines and therapeutics have been developed in a relatively uh, short period of time. And so what we do in uh, PHPM Research Centre is, is really um, designed to be an inpatient facility and equipped with the necessary freezers and drug preparation uh, facilities and equipment to handle uh, most early phase uh, clinical trials, such as the recent uh, COVID studies. Uh, we are sited in Novena Health City, and this allows us to support not just TTSH, but also the National Center for Infectious Diseases, and also the National Skin Center. And so we serve a wide range of uh, clinical disciplines. And uh, since we have started in November, 2019, we've hosted somewhere in the region of uh, 20 to 30 clinical trials in various clinical domains, such as oncology, uh, kidney disease, skin, as well as infectious diseases. And uh, one example of a recent uh, study in on oncology uh, is a trial where patients with advanced primary liver cancer are put on immunotherapy. So one of the latest uh, um, therapeutic uh, regimes that are uh, available. And uh, it is now actually uh, one of the first therapeutic treatment options that are uh, made available to our patients. Right. So if a participant get on the trial, right, and, you know, like this treatment that you mentioned works, what happens after that? Like they finish the trial and then there's phase three, but can they still get access to the treatment? Yeah, thank, thanks for allowing me to clarify, Joy. So the uh, I mentioned early phase trials, and I think uh, that is one of the key focus areas for us to develop. Uh, in PH Bung Research Center. But at the same time, there are also, uh, con we also conduct the late phase study. So a whole range of clinical trials. Uh, the early phase trials were not available uh, as easily for our patients previously before we had set up the center. But now that we have the facility, we are able to do that. 
um, for the oncology study that I mentioned earlier, actually, uh, it is a, a late considered a late phase study, and uh, it therefore does allow our patients uh, to have uh, an earlier uh, access to the uh, therapy. So, Prabhu, what would you say is the most important thing to note for someone deciding on whether to be a part of a clinical trial here or not? Mm, yeah, I think um, one of the very important uh, um, mindsets that we adopt is that the uh, trial protocol and all aspects that are related to the well-being and the confidentiality of our subjects are scrutinized and they meet necessary medical, ethical, as well as uh, regulatory uh, requirements and approvals. And uh, we place a lot of emphasis on the safe and ethical conduct of the trial. So I think for um, the subjects, uh, they can be assured that at least in Singapore, if they participate in a clinical trial, that um, the necessary uh, expertise have been uh, put in place. And the, particularly for PH1 Research Center, we focus a lot on tight coordination between the study team members. And so this includes the physician, the principal investigators, the trial coordinators, the pharmacists and the nurses, so that we are able to um, handle every step of the study execution well. And then of course, after we have uh, commenced the trial, I think the what the subjects uh, need to be uh, clear about is that they will be uh, properly advised and so written informed consent and full uh, information about the trial and the potential um, conditions that may uh, arise and the need to highlight to the principal investigator if they do develop some adverse reaction or any uh, potential side effects related to the compounds that they are being given. Um, what we also do in PH1 Research Centre is that uh, we are uh, very fortunate that the unit is sited within the hospital itself, so it allows our inpatient uh, trials uh, direct access to routine as well as urgent medical cover. Mm, I see. So what's the biggest risk uh, I mean, for going on a clinical trial? So particularly for what we call the first in human or the early phase uh, trials, these are compounds which have very little uh, human safety data. And so the, the, uh, we are, that's the reason why we are very careful in terms of patient selection and then uh, taking in only a very small cohort of normal subjects. And um, the uh, potential uh, risk to the uh, human body uh, needs to be very closely monitored. So uh, these trials are typically in an inpatient setting. The patients uh, stay in the ward for several days, uh, during which we will take uh, bloods, uh, blood and uh, urine uh, samples, uh, we will make sure that the uh, blood pressure and the other vital signs are normal. Um, and do we do very closely monitor them for symptoms. And if there are any, they need to be seen by a trained medical professional. I see. So there is help at hand very quickly if they need it. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. So Prof, I mean, for somebody who um, wants to, you know, go on a trial, can you share with us how they can go about doing that? Do they actually get asked by the doctors or can they actually suggest this? Yeah, I think uh, with uh, the increased access to uh, clinical trials on the internet and various other uh, media channels, uh, patients are definitely free to request their medical practitioners on the availability of uh, the clinical trials in 
uh, wherever they are seeing uh, the medical practitioners. And I think the uh, we are seeing a, an increasing number of uh, people who are independently finding out information and asking their physicians. And that's it. There are also uh, a uh, at least still a residual large group of uh, patients for whom may not be well informed and uh, our physicians who are involved in the trials, either as a principal or co-investigators, will typically uh, uh, inform the patients of the availability of the trials and share with them about, uh, you know, what are the potential uh, gains that they can uh, um, derive from the trial. But at the same time, I think uh, very important in the consent taking process is to, to share that many of these trials are, are still under the compounds are still under research. So um, the patients will be uh, fully informed about potential risks that uh, may arise from participating in the trials. Is there like a website they can go to or should they just call up the centre? I think for particularly, I guess I should speak for the uh, TTSH and PH1 Research Centre. We, uh, we do have a uh, website and uh, the Anybody who is interested may be free to contact us to find out about what are the ongoing trials that are available. And perhaps if they have a particular trial in mind, they can also check with us and see if uh, that is something that is currently being conducted in uh, TTSH. Are the trials open for patients from all the hospitals or just TTSH? Generally, the trials uh, are open to uh, most of the hospitals, uh, the larger ones, particularly NUH, uh, SGH, and TTSH. And uh, we we are actually typically part of a multi-center or even a global uh, clinical trial. Great. Thanks, Prof, for your time today. Okay, thank you. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Search for Street Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.